The Holy Gospel according to John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you myself so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Earlier this week, I went over to the sanctuary. We have not worshiped there together in that space since March 8th. And I haven't led worship there since March 22nd. I thought about today's gospel. As I removed the purple Lenten pyramids and carried away stones and branches that adorned the altar, I've heard from Altar Guild volunteers that preparing the sanctuary for worship is a devotional practice. And I could hear Jesus speaking, I go to prepare a place for you. As I hung a new season's pyramids and replaced the wooden candlesticks on the altar. These are also verses we often hear at funerals. And for many of us, it may be hard to separate them from the images of heaven or the life we have been promised after death. And it's true that verses are part of Jesus' farewell discourse when he is telling his disciples goodbye. But he isn't merely consoling or comforting them in their grief and sorrow. When Jesus talks about the many dwelling places that God provides, Jesus is talking about God Emmanuel, the God who is here with us, here and now. Back in the very first chapter of John, the fourth evangelist told us the word became flesh and lived among us. Jehanine scholar and preaching professor Caroline Lewis teaches that the verb there means to tent. God pitches his tent alongside ours. Or as Eugene Peterson writes in his paraphrase, the message, God moves into the neighborhood. That is good news when we are separated from each other and from our traditional worship spaces, the very places we think of when we hear the words, 
in my father's house. So this morning, I invite you to tell me what space you are in as you worship today. Are you in your living room or a bedroom, a basement or a study? I invite you to use the chat or comments to name the space where you are worshiping. And now hear this promise. God abides or dwells there with you. After Jesus tells the disciples that he is going to prepare a place for them, he says, and you know the way to the place where I am going. And immediately Thomas leads the disciples questioning him and says, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? When we are anxious or living with uncertainty, like Thomas, we jump to those how, what, and why questions. How can we know? What do you mean? Why is this happening? But Jesus answers the who question instead saying, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Jesus explains the way isn't something we find on any roadmap. It isn't a set of directions from Google Maps or on a GPS. It is a way of being in the world, living in relationship with God and living in the image of God in our daily lives. God shows forth who God is through God's own good creation, us. God speaks through our lives as we bear God's merciful love into the world. 14th century English mystic Julian of Norwich served as an anchoress or a spiritual counselor in her community, about a hundred miles northeast of London, England, cloistered in an approximately 12 foot square room attached to the church, she participated in worship through an open window and people visited her in her cell for spiritual direction. Methodist pastor Katie Hanch imagines Julian sheltering in place in her cell, mindful of the suffering she still witnessed in the world, illness, poverty, and famine, mouthing the refrain attributed to her. All shall be well, all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. God's promise to dwell with us is not that God will end all adversity, calm all the storms, prevent death, or even cure all disease. 
the promise is that God is right here in the disruption and uncertainty with us. Confident of God's abiding with us, we can pray in the words of Julian. In you, Father Almighty, we have our preservation and our bliss. In you, Christ, we have our restoring and our saving. You are our mother, brother, and savior. In you, our Lord, the Holy Spirit is marvelous and plenteous grace. You are our clothing, for you wrap us and embrace us. You are our maker, our lover, our keeper. Teach us to believe that by your grace all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Amen.